Hello, and welcome to the Joy Circuit Podcast. Uh, my name is Jeremy Hoagland. Today, I'm joined by the beautiful, illustrious Alex Tanner. Hey, what's up? And the stinking, homunculus Stuart Kanan. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we're talking about Pokemon, and we're talking about ranking Pokemon specifically. So we've all compiled a list of our rankings for 11 games. So we have the... Uh, all eight main games of the each generation and then we have uh, also included three remakes so we've included fire red leaf green heart gold soul silver and omega ruby alpha sapphire into this ranking um, so we're going to go through each game uh, give quick history and thoughts and uh, our personal ranks and then later on in the podcast we will get into a collective ranking of all the Pokemon games. So um, we're going to start it off here with Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue was released in September 1998 in North America. It takes place in the Kanto region, which is based off the Kanto region of Japan. Features the original 151 Pokemon that we all know and love. Uh, the game is based on the code of the Japanese version of Pokemon Blue, which was an enhanced version of Red and Green, which uh, were the original versions that were released in Japan. So the version we actually got here is technically the second set of Pokemon games. Um, as well, there was Pokemon Yellow, which was released, and that's the special edition version of this generation. Um, so I'm going to start with Alex here. I know sure. this game. I know this game is near and dear to your heart. Um, so I'm going to ask you which version you picked uh, as a kid. And who was your starter? And then after that, I'd like you to get into some quick history and overall thoughts on the game. And then at the end, you can give us your personal ranking. Sure. All right. So red and blue. Um, I started with Pokemon Red. And my starter was Charmander, my first starter. So kind of a history with Pokemon. Uh, me and two of our mutual friends, um, of the other members of this podcast, um, we... Got a video from Nintendo Power about Pokemon Red and Blue. And it kind of introduced us all the Pokemon and Professor Oak and Ash. So we were kind of already hyped for the whole Pokemon phenomenon before it even became super big. So when I was at Walmart with my mom, it was it was right around launch, actually. Um, they actually had one copy of this left. And I begged her to buy it, even though I didn't have a Game Boy at the time. So I got that game. And I used to go down to Brandon Dillon's house and play on their super game boy we would take turns playing on my my cart on their big tv um so th like i have a very deep history with this i me and the other guys we all filled the pokedex before missing no we trained our pokemon up to like a level 100 and stuff before missing no because we used to battle each other so we played th these games extensively um it's one of my favorite games of all time actually i actually rank red and blue number one and just a comment before I pass off to Stuart, this was a phenomenon. Like this wasn't, you can't really comprehend. It was like Pokemon Go levels that summer of how crazy um, this kind of hit mainstream culture. Everyone on the playground at that school would talk about it. Everyone was into Pokemon. It was a, the cards were huge at the flea market at Walmart. They would sell it instantly. Um, it was just, it was uh, something you had to experience. It was its own thing. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was pretty amazing. Um, 
Uh, do you just want to quickly tell everyone who might not be aware of what the Super Game Boy is? Just describe it to me. Yeah, so the Super Game Boy was it was kind of the shape of a uh, typical Super Nintendo cart that you would plug into your Super Nintendo, but it had a little a little slot at the top where you could actually plug in your Game Boy games and play it on your TV. Great invention. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It uh, was. You could pick like different borders and stuff if I remember correctly as well. You could. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so Stuart, I'm going to kick it over to you. I've never played the game. No. <laughs> no, I uh, I haven't actually beaten the game. I I did not play Pokemon, um, Red, Blue, or Gold. But you and played Silver. Yellow, right? I played Yellow three or four years ago, for the first time. Okay. My first game was Ruby and Sapphire. Um, so yeah, now, when I played Yellow, I uh, it was fun, enjoyable, super outdated, but like it was nice to see where the other generations got their start. Um, love Pokemon just as much as the other guys. I just didn't have. A Game Boy or Super Game Boy to play it on. So I played the cards and the toys and everything else back in the day. Um, yeah, so I guess my starter was Pikachu. Um, now, did you play all the way through Pokemon Yellow when you went through it a couple years ago? Yep. Uh, awesome. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <sighs> yeah, no, because I, I, I feel like because I played Blue and didn't finish it. And then I played Yellow soon after. I'm pretty sure okay. I beat it. But, yeah, very recently anyways, or semi-recently at least. Well, either way, I think we can blame Kathy and Greg somewhat for this <laughs> because they, didn't, they weren't nice enough to buy you a Game Boy. They didn't love me is what you could, you could chalk it up to that. <laughs> now, did they buy Luke a Game Boy? Uh, no, no. Okay, they didn't love either of their children. No, well, they, that's good. They hated us both. We started with Advance, uh, both of us. They did not, definitely hate not Luke a, bad place to start. a little more because... Uh, I got a nice, you know, the the atomic blue Game Boy Advance, but they they got him a pink one for some reason. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird choice on their part. But who do they hate more now? Like, who's the bigger disappointment? Oh, me for sure. Massive. Okay. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, all right. So I guess I'll give my little take on Pokemon Red and Blue. This game is probably the most important game for me in terms of, you know, just becoming a. Uh, a gamer, someone who's into video games. Um, growing up, I always liked video games, but I was never particularly good at them. And it wasn't really my main interest, I would say, uh, for the first 10 years of my life. Uh, but Pokemon was really the first time that I picked up a game that I felt like I was actually good at it and I could comprehend it. And it was just like a grand adventure that I hadn't felt before. And um, I'm a big lover of JRPGs, and this is sort of my first one. Um, like Alex said, it was just an absolute phenomena. Uh, we went to different schools at the time, um, so I had a slightly different experience, but really very similar. Everyone at my school was going crazy for Pokemon. Um, I picked... Um, so my, my version was Pokemon Red. And I picked Squirtle. So even though I picked the red version, I still went with the water type starter. Um, and I I ranked this number one as well. So similar to Alex. Um, overall, just an amazing game. I played through it a couple years ago again. And in my opinion, it holds up perfectly. Um, it's just simple and simple and clean. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, it's easy to say that this is a nostalgia thing for us. But as you're saying, like, I feel like it just holds up really well. 
Yeah, and it, honestly, it's kind of similar to me. Like, Pokemon and Dragon Quest to me are very similar in that, like, they're very simplistic RPGs and they don't really need much more than that. And they kind of are just good the way they are. And so, to me, they just hold up really well. Like, you can go back to those games and honestly, I think they're still great. Um, all right, so let's move on to Pokemon Gold and Silver. So this was uh, released in October 2000 in North America. It takes place in a new region, Johto, which is based off the Kansai and Tokai regions of Japan. And it's set three years after the events of the first game. Adds 100 new Pokemon to the mix, uh, bringing the total up to 251. And it introduced some uh, new features, including hold items, uh, shinies, first time we got shinies, and breeding as well as the addition of Dark and Steel-type Pokemon. And Pokemon Crystal is the special edition of this generation, so sort of the third version, similar to Pokemon Yellow. And I'm going to start with Alex again here. Alex, what version did you pick? Who was your starter? Etc. So, like Gen 1, I actually own both, but I started with Silver, um, and my starter was also a Fire-type. It was Cyndaquil. Um... This is an, an interesting game because I feel like this is where we started to see like a decline in Pokemon. And maybe it's just because it hits such a high with red and blue, mm-hmm. but it, it felt like it kind of was on the outs. It was starting to fade. Um, but I was still into it. I was still pumped. I was still watching the TV series. I was, I don't know if I was still collecting cards at this point, but probably had just stopped not long before. And I don't know. It, it it felt like we will get into it with Ruby and Sapphire, but it felt like this was kind of the end of an era of Pokemon. And then shortly after a new era kind of began the more modern era, but I love the games. I think it's, we know from development that we're all, they're obviously the counterpart to red and blue. And I think you really feel that there are a lot of different um, themes, like the humans um, kind of their experimentation and what am I looking for here? Um, kind of like manipulating Pokemon in red and blue versus the more <clears throat> nature-based aspects in gold and silver where it, it seems like Pokemon and humans just live in nature and they aren't as, um, I don't know, there's not an, a, a, as aggressive, abrasive kind of interaction mm-hmm. between the two. Yeah. Um, it's a very peaceful game. Definitely. That's kind of how I would describe it. It's very zen. Totally. And uh, where'd you rank it? I ranked it second. Okay. Similar to Red and Blue. Just, it's a classic. I feel like it holds up. I feel like those Game Boy games are very chill. They're nice to go back every once in a while. And they're just kind of relaxing and and easy. But fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Stuart, so I know you didn't really play this one too much. Do you have any quick thoughts you want to give? Great Pokedex. Uh, I ranked it 11 out of 11 because <laughs> I've never played gold or silver. No, I've played the remake, which is uh, high on my list. But yeah, I don't I don't have too much of an opinion. I've never played it. It looks like a great game. It's just not something that I've made time for. Fair enough. Um, and I guess you didn't have a Game Boy, so I can't really. Yeah, same same deal. Like my first still... Game Boy was in advance, so I still didn't have the opportunity yeah. to play it. So again, Greg and Kathy, you fucked up. Yep. Destroyed, um, destroyed my childhood. Your, 
your poor son, what you've done to your son. Yeah. Um, so I really love these games. Um, I started with uh, Pokemon Silver. My starter was also Cyndaquil. Although retroactively, if I could, I would go back and pick Totodile. I feel like he is definitely the the best of those starters. For sure. Um, I was really excited for this game. I'm pretty sure I got it right around launch. Um, as Alex said, feel it feels like uh, the other side to the coin of Pokemon Red and Blue. These games fit together very well, and I think you can really see that in the fact that you can go back to Kanto. Um, and we got to give a shout-out to that. This is the only game where you can get more than eight badges. Uh, you actually go all the way back to Kanto, and you can collect those original eight badges again. And at the end, um, you get to battle Pokemon Trainer Red from the original. And that's got to be one of the most hyped boss battles in all video games, in my opinion. Um, uh, the actual Pokedex, the 100 Pokemon they added, they also feel like they fit. Like, they f- they fit with those original 151. Mm-hmm. I think after, after this gen, you kind of start feeling like each generation is kind of its own thing. Like, they all feel kind of separate. But I feel like wh- uh, Gen 1 and 2 specifically, you know, they feel like they are... They, they belong together. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I rank this number three. Um, very high up on the list for me. Um, love the day and night cycle. Um, love love the legendaries. Uh, Pokemon Crystal is really good as well. Um, so these are, these are, this is like a true sequel in my opinion. Uh, really good game. All right. So moving on to Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, these games were released in March 2003 in North America. I remember because it was, I think, like three days before my birthday. I guess that would have been my 14th birthday. So it was pretty fucking hype birthday present. Um, takes place in Hoenn, which is based off the Japanese island of Kyushu. Uh, adds another 135 Pokemon this time. Uh, introduced some major new mechanics, such as abilities and natures. Uh, very, very huge going forward in the games. Uh, also, this is the first time we got to experience double battles. Um, and Pokemon Emerald is the special edition third version of this generation. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start with Stuart on this one because I feel like this was the first time he really got into Pokemon with the rest of the group. Um, and yeah, so let me know uh, what version did you start with? I already know what it is. Uh, and who was your starter and all your thoughts uh fantastic game uh i started with sapphire it was my first pokemon game and i still look back on oh so much good like fantastic memories based around this just sitting in in your room or in in brandon's basement just trading useless pokemon back and forth um (laughs) so good but yeah I, i chose i chose budkip um no regrets love him no fantastic perfect in every way, uh, this had a great Pokedex. A lot of a lot of memorable Pokemon. Um, no one, nothing that it comes up to mind that I'm like, oh, that didn't fit. Um, the legendaries were awesome. I I knew. I, I mean, I had a girlfriend that had six Kyogres at one point, so that was that was some crazy <laughs> shit. Um, and Rayquaza, Rayquaza is still like a staple in, in so many. Cammy, Cammy, fucking Cammy. <laughs> um, Rayquaza is a staple in, in so many uh, generations. Afterwards, uh, the Pokemon all look great, and the secret bases 
Whew. Mm. Secret bases. What a what a great idea. Decorate your own little little base and then battle your friends with their like own chosen teams. All in all, like fantastic. I rated it number three though, uh, but fantastic game. Loved it. It started my uh, my passion for the games. Uh, Alex, uh, give me some of your thoughts on Ruby Sapphire. Sure. Okay, so I started with Ruby, and my starter was uh, Torchic, which I do regret. Um, Trico <laughs> has has become one of my favorite Pokemon, you so should. I really wish I had started with him. Okay. But um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this game. Actually, like there's a lot of history because I felt like, as I said with Gold and Silver, that was kind of the decline of the original kind of pop up of Pokemon, and this was kind of the the beginning of what Pokemon is now. Mm-hmm. Um, which was kind of a continual innovation to the game, always trying something new, different designs, um, taking the story in different routes in, in some of the later games. But this game, really for our group, brought us together, I feel like. Um, oh, yeah. Me and Brandon played, and Dylan, in the in Gen 1. Um, but it was this is what got our entire group involved. So a lot of memories, um, a lot of battling. Yep. Um, The release, I got it actually before launch. I don't know if you guys remember Brandon's stories, but we were at just walking through Walmart or whatever, and we actually found this on sale at Walmart in the display case a couple days before it was supposed to come out. Holy shit. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Um, God, where do I even... Um, Feebas. You fucker. Only one out of our group that got it. Feebas. So I'm an idiot. So I, from, from this point on, like gem one, I, I complete the Pokedex. And from this gen on, I completed every Pokedex until X and Y. I think I kind of stopped there. 800 was but, Yeah. Um, at this point, I had to find Feebas, which as you know, I forget, is a Route 118 or something like that? I don't know. But he's on, it's like this... There's land on either side, and there's a river down the middle. And there's like two, def- is it two or four tiles that he's on? That change. That you have to, that, well, see, here's the thing. This is where I'm an idiot. He has a 20% chance or something like that, to, or 30% chance to come up when you, when you fish. So you're supposed to catch like four times in every tile. This took me like over two weeks every day coming home and doing this because I was still mixing records with you guys, which huh. changes the tiles. So I was, oh my God, it's so frustrating to think back on what I did, but fuck, just so stupid. But I got him. (laughs) Gave all these boys fee baths. It was beautiful. beautiful. Um, Good times though. Good. It was a great game. Great style. The secret bases that Stuart mentioned are amazing. It was, it was a great time for Pokemon and a great time for our group, I think too. Of just friends. It was just a great game to just play with your friends. 100%. Fantastic game. So I picked Ruby. Um, actually, I remember thinking at the time, like, who the fuck would pick Sapphire? Apparently, <laughs> only one person in our friend group. So if you got those exclusives because of me, you fucking cocksucker. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, my starter was Mudkip because, I mean, Mudkip, you don't need to say anything more. Um, so, yeah, really, this is the first game I played with you guys. Oh, actually, no, this isn't true. Me and Chris played Gold and Silver together. Um, we were, I remember us playing gold and silver when I first moved to Dartmouth where I met all you boys in grade six. Um, but this was like Alex said, really 
the first one where our whole group was involved, or most of us. Uh, Joe, who's a uh, regular on the uh, Joy Circuit podcast, he's never really been into Pokemon. So, he's sorry, hates- Joe. He's he hates Pokemon. Um, not true. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I have a s- specific memory of you guys all coming over. I think it probably would have been for my. Bir- I mentioned it came out right before my birthday. I feel like that weekend I had like a sleepover birthday party. Oh yeah, and I remember Alex, Stuart, Chris, and Brandon being there for sure. And I'm not sure if Nick was there. I feel like Nick might have got it a little bit later. Um, but I remember us all sort of starting the game at the same time. Yep. This I don't know if I'm making this up, but no, no, I have it, the same. And one I yeah. can't remember if it was you or Alex, but one of you guys had um, the player's guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have it. It still, was just I think. oh my yeah. god! It was it was magical, magical yeah. experience. And I have a distinct memory memory of uh, the first time like someone picked up an item with uh, I think Zigzagoon has the ability where you pick <laughs> yes. up random items. Uh, I remember like picking up a random ca- uh, or a rare candy and it being like, "Holy shit, he found a rare candy! Like this is insane." Uh, <laughs> back when I actually thought rare candies were good. Yep. Um, so yeah, this just reminds me of you guys. Um, one thing I will criticize with this game: there is far too many water roots. Um, if you ever replay it, like you'll notice, like there's just, and and I think Alex even going back to Feebas, like, dude, that there's just too much water in this game. Um, I could have done without that, um, but other than that, I think at the time when I saw the new Pokemon, um, some of them were definitely very cool. You guys mentioned the legendaries being particularly good. The starters are all good. This is the first time I remember there being some Pokemon that I thought were kind of weird. Um, I think of Gulpin, Swalot. <laughs> I think of uh, Xplod and his whole evolution chain. Um, there's some definite weird ones in here that I, when I first saw them, I wasn't huge fans, um, a huge fan. But I think uh, overall the Pokemon designs are pretty good, but this is where they started to feel a little bit different for me. Um, but still a really, really good game and very, very nostalgic for the reasons I just mentioned I ranked it. Uh, I actually ranked it fifth, so a little bit lower, but still right in the middle of the pack for me. Um, did yeah. I say my ranking? I ranked it seventh. In case I wasn't. Oh yeah, I don't think you did actually. Um, also, did you did you not know about the too much water meme? Did you just say that completely? No, I, I know that that's a thing, but that's something that is okay. something that I have heard of. But that's something I always thought. Oh, okay. Like, I, I remember reading that a few years ago and be like, that's totally true because I was it like an IGN article or something. Yeah, it was. It was their review. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to agree with that review because there's there's definitely too much water in this game. Yeah. All right. So moving on uh, to Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. So these were the first remakes, um, enhanced remakes of Pokemon Red and green i guess or you could say blue depending on where you're from in the world uh it was released in september 2004 um yeah so obviously we're going back to kanto these are remakes um Stuart, you didn't play this game at all i have i don't think i did and if i did i never beat it it was something that i think i rented from um not microplay gamestop before it is it not gamestop what was it called the last game store yeah um and played it a couple times but 
I for some reason I feel like I bought Emerald instead of buying this, and then fucking Emerald got stolen. So I think Emerald came out after Fire Red Leaf Green. Yeah, I feel. I, yeah, I never no. owned it. I never owned it. I know that much. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, I actually I run out the door there for a sec. So I'll let you guys talk about this one. I'll be back in a moment. Okay. I could have sworn Stewart bought it in like the late two thousands, like just way later. So I, I mean, I might have did. Yeah, because I don't so, know. I might have, I might have bought it. It could be sitting in my house somewhere. I've never played through it though. Oh, oh I okay. did. No, I did. I did buy it because I bought it uh, and played the beginning of it on a Game Boy Micro that I bought as well. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I still, I never, never, never played it. it. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll be back in a sec. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I actually, I actually missed this one when it first came out. I don't know why. This is the only Pokemon game that i didn't play at launch i feel like um well i didn't I play i didn't play red and blue right at launch but i played it as soon as i could um but yeah i don't know what was going on that i didn't want to pick this game up i mean i was a kid so i didn't really have i was a teenager i didn't really have money but yeah i'm not really sure why i skipped this but i did go back and play it um i feel like in the early 2010s i remember playing it in my first apartment um mm. Yeah, really weird. I miss this one because I love red and blue so much. I, it's just strange. Um, anyways, I uh, I uh, I picked Leaf Green when I did go back to it. I assume I just picked Squirtle again. Honestly, I don't remember a lot about this game except thinking that it's like a good remake, but it doesn't. It's not better than the original. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of just how I feel about it. Like nothing too crazy. This is probably the Pokemon game that I honestly don't remember that much about but i just have a good feeling about it um and like i said it's a remake of one of my favorite games uh yeah alex what are your thoughts on fire red leaf green um i distinctly remember this era because this is when i really dived into competitive pokemon Mm -hmm. and i learned about evs and ivs and all this stuff and this was when i bred my first team oh wow yeah, this is when I started EV training and IV breeding and all that stuff. And I remember it was only Nick and Chris who did it with me. Oh, okay. You, Stuart, and Brandon weren't into this. I think Brandon bought them and he played them, but he didn't do the team stuff. Um, what, were me I, and, what the fuck were me and Stuart doing? I think what? you guys. I think you guys were at a point where you were like, I don't know, like maybe I won't get into keep going with Pokemon. Like, we'll, no, not maybe. a chance. Not a chance. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like. I'm not sure what was going on, but yeah, it is weird. This would have been like right, we would have right been starting grade 10 right when this came out. And we was focused on that pussy. Yeah, so that's exactly, exactly. And these guys were focused on imaginary monsters. Yeah, because you guys were, that was when you guys started to actually party hard and stuff too, right? Yeah. Where I was not doing that. So that's, I think that's where the difference is. So I played a lot of, um, was a net battle at the time i think was the program where you could do competitive online with this yeah um and yeah i bred my own team and stuff had no one to battle against actually nick bred a team i believe it was weird though he bred a team you guys actually bred a team in game this this yeah this was the first gen when i made a team i still have it um yeah yeah i started oh yeah i started it was fire red and i started with charmander again but great game. The Sevy Islands or Isles or whatever, they were cool, I guess. Cool addition. Um, yeah, it was just good. It was good. It's ranked eighth for me just because it didn't do anything, you know, amazing. It was just a good, good remake. 
Yeah. It was red and blue with Ruby Sapphire graphics. Basics. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And mechanics. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting, actually, that you guys started breeding because the next generation is when I think our whole group sort of followed suit. Yeah, we fucking and got into it. We This is where we probably went a little bit crazy with Pokemon. Um, so I'm talking about none other than Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Uh, this was released in April 2007. So we just mentioned how Fire Red Leaf Green came out at the beginning of high school. These games essentially came out at the end of high school for us. Yep. So like just those like three those three years, like holy shit, what a huge difference for us personally. Uh, the beginning of high school to the end of high school. Um, uh, Broken these games, men. <laughs> these games take place in Sinnoh, which is based off the Japanese island of Hokkaido. Uh, adds 107 new Pokemon. Introduce the physical special status split, which this is for me pretty a pretty huge change to the uh, formula. It, it made it it made the game beautiful. Made the game yeah, beautiful. this this actually kind of perfected the battle system for me at this point. Uh, that specific change and another big feature was the added Wi-Fi connectivity. Um, that definitely made battling a little bit more easy. Um, Pokemon Platinum is the third version of this gen- generation. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, Stuart. Um, what version did you pick? Who was your starter? I and... picked Diamond. Okay. Pick my boy Diamond. I chose Chimchar. It was, uh, this is like, it's not as high in my rankings just because I really like the other games I chose, but it, it's number five for me. Um, I really do like these games. It was like the first game that I, I'm not sure if they had like online codes or they were like the scannable cards or whatever. You could get like the event Pokemon. Mm. So I got, I think, one legit event Pokemon and then used a Game Shark and we ended up, oh my God, we got Dark Rise, RCS, all kinds of crazy shit. Didn't we? Um, didn't you get? Uh, we got all the TMs and uh, yeah, like everything items. <laughs> crazy, like nine 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 of everything. We just went crazy. We were, you know, idiots, I guess, at that point. But I loved love the continuation of the evolutions from previous gens, um, Rhyperior, Tangrowth, Electivire, those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them don't look the coolest, but the idea was awesome. Uh, your boy Garchomp was in there. Um, yeah, the decks I just find is like super. Like it's a super strong Pokedex. The starters are are pretty awesome. Torterra falls a little short for me, but Infernape and Empoleon are awesome. One of my favorite Pokemon that exists, Staraptor, is in this. Um, so is Tokugis. Uh, I th- I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going crazy here, but is Pharisee from this one or the next one? No, Pharisee's not in this one. Um, I think he's black and white. Yeah, but this uh, my team, some of my team from this game I have in Sword and Shield right now. Like I've transferred them up each gen. You can do that? Yeah, oh yeah. I don't have mm-hmm. every Pokemon from all the previous games that I haven't reset or lost. So what if it's not in the Pokedex for the new Sword and Shield? It's in, you, you still... put it in home. I have like, so some okay. of them are in, in uh, That's what I was confused about. But I okay. have them, yeah. So I have them all in the most up-to-date version because eventually batteries die. And I didn't put as much time into this game as you did, but I still bred a relatively good team and have held on to them for what 13 years um yeah i love this one that's really cool i also Um, i think to get this game i stole toonies out of uh god (laughs) what was it uh like a a private parking meter or something i have a memory (laughs) of that 
Um, and Christ. me and me and Nick ended up buying the game with Toonies. Which, you and Nick. Yeah, because Nick didn't have any money at that point. Man, you, we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to play Pokemon. We'll fucking rob. We'll yeah. steal. Toonies is great. <laughs> I think, what else did I have? The great decks. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's just fantastic game. Fantastic game. Um, so, yeah, what about you, Alex? Um, so I started Diamond, and I, my starter was Turtwig, unfortunately. I regret. I wish I had uh, Chimchar. Oh. Um, some great Pokemon in this gen. Um, as you said, Infernape and uh, Togekiss is really cool. Gallade has recently become one of my favorites. Um, but again, as you guys kind of mentioned, great time for our group. I remember... Um, distinctly at my house when we lived in that giant goddamn house mm-hmm. having you boys over and we like battled yeah. like all night yeah awesome. um with our teams i bred two teams that that gen and it, at that point we had all understand the mechanics we all like were doing like pretty serious about it and it was it was really fun that is probably the most fun that was probably the peak of our group with Pokemon. Honestly, we've all yeah. like continued to play the games and play Showdown or, or Shoddy or whatever the hell, you know. But that uh, that was pretty much the peak of where where we reached with the group in terms of the games. Anyway, um, great game, great cool story. It kind of took it to a new level with a pretty, if I remember correctly, pretty evil group. Like they're trying to do some some weird shit with the dimensions and time and stuff oh team team galactic right yeah yeah it also yeah. introduced god arceus yeah a isn't literal arceus god. gen 5 no i'm pretty sure no he yeah he's 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 diamond yeah really? oh wow yeah oh yeah god. i guess that's true yeah god himself and stuff um yeah great games uh for me i ranked them sixth cool uh yeah Stuart. i mean Stuart said earlier that i I played this more than him. I checked my game file earlier today, and my playtime was 353 hours. Oh my god, Jeremy. I don't know how much of that was actual playing. I, I imagine at least 50 of those hours is that. But no, no, me and Chris, we fucking stayed up every night playing this game. Um, yeah, so I picked uh, Pokemon Pearl. Um, Pearl. And my starter was Piplup. Empoleon is... Very respectable. Polyon is one of my favorite Pokemon, for sure. Um, I think most of it's been mentioned. Like this, yeah. This was this was the point at which our friend group we were all kind of on the same page or close to the same page um, with the EVs, uh, effort values for those who don't know, IVs, which are individual values, and you know the Pokemon breeding, all that stuff. So we were we were trying to breed our best teams and battle and beat each other. Um, I think, uh, I probably had like 20, 30 Pokemon that were bred in some, some way, shape or form. Um, not perfected, but you know, uh, so this, like I said earlier, this came out right at the end of high school for us. I remember me and my friend, Chris, uh, after we, we graduated, um, we would be, we would be up every night that summer, uh, playing this game till the till the sun came up like we would hear we would hear the birds chirping that's when we know it was time for chris to go home um so just played an absolutely insane amount of this game and uh i think the graphics to me this is kind of like the perfect look for pokemon in my opinion 
I think after this, uh, visually, I kind of don't like the games as much. Um, the actual Pokemon, like, there was 107 new ones. A lot. I feel like a third of these are like evolutions from Gen to- one and two and three. Um, so there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, not completely new Pokemon, but um, you know, new evolutions and whatnot, and baby baby forms. Um, so maybe they could have, you know, tried to give us a couple more new ones. But we still got Garchomp, who's just a badass. Um, I actually bred a Garchomp that was nearly perfect IVs, and uh, he was he was a he was a beast. Probably the only time I ever beat Alex using him. Yeah, it was a good Garchomp. Um, uh, yeah, this, these these are great games and sunk a lot of time into them. Um, so we're gonna move on to Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver. Um, these games were released in March 2010, um, and they are the enhanced remakes of Pokemon Gold and Silver. So uh, we can just go through these quickly because we already talked about Gold and Silver. Um, but let's start with uh, Alex. What are your thoughts on this game? Sure, I don't have too much to add. I mean, these are probably one of the better games just because it's taking one of the best games in the series already and adapting to like DS um, kind of era, which was pr- maybe the prime of Pokemon. Close um, to. Yeah. It's a great game. Again, same as Gold and Silver. Um, great, it, great vibes, great Pokemon. Um, cool that you get to fight Red. Um, yeah, just a great game. And Stuart, anyway, I, I oh, ranked sorry. it third. You ranked it third? Yeah. Right on. Oh, I, I don't think I mentioned where I ranked Diamond and Pearl. Where'd you put them? I put Diamond and Pearl as number four. Sensible. Pretty high up there. All right, Stuart, uh, thoughts on Heart Gold Soul Silver? It's actually my number one. Ooh. Um, like sort that. of strange, but I like, I didn't. Not, tr- not strange at all, buddy. Well, compared when I talk about what my number two is, you might. It's strange considering how much time I put into my number one versus number two. Okay. But um, the it's just like a solid game, super enjoyable. The graphics, it it was the perfect look for a Pokemon game. Yeah. I love that you get to have your Pokemon follow behind you. Um, the Amazing. little like, the little pedometer that you get, you could carry your Pokemon around. That was sort of fun. I think we were a little. It was we were a little old for it at that point. Um, but if that sort of device would have been around when we were in high school, it would have been super cool. Um, again, I hadn't experienced gold or silver at this point, so this is my first time playing it. I chose Totodile. Um, zero regrets about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and going through so many badges, so many badges. It was just, it was just amazing. Like playing against Team Rocket for the first time at that point in my life was also super fun. But yeah, yeah. just great, great experience. Glad, yeah. glad they did it, and they did it right. They did it right, definitely. Um, so, I absolutely love this game. Um, I ranked it number two, uh, actually above the original Gold and Silver. I think it's an improvement. Um, so, I, this game is just kind of perfect for me. Like, if if it wasn't for the nostalgia of Red and Blue, this could very well be my number one as well. Um, it takes everything I love uh, about Diamond and Pearl mechanics-wise and applies it to Gold and Silver, which is an excellent, excellent game in its own right. Um, this, yeah, 
it's just such a long game again 16 badges um i checked my game file earlier today and i put another 200 hours into this bad boy um <laughs> uh specifically i bred a very very uh carefully considered underused pokemon team which i had never actually got to battle anyone with <laughs> Umbria, uh, Umbria. but all their uh, all their ivs and evs were very very high tier um yeah this this is just sort of the perfect mix of pokemon i think after this i'm a little bit more mixed on the series um so this is kind of the high point for me and i think actually i probably played it a little bit too much and i kind of ruined it ruined for <laughs> further games for myself a little bit um the 300 hours in Diamond and Pearl, and then the 200 hours in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. That's a lot of fucking Pokemon. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, there's no way I would have been able to continue that. Um, but yeah, the Pokemon following behind you is really cool. Like, especially if you have like a Snorlax following behind you compared to like a Pikachu. Like, they're actually, that's just a big sprite that's following you behind, and it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, great, great remakes and sort of perfected the Pokemon f formula. I mean, I guess Diamond and Pearl already kind of did that, but just it was like Diamond and Pearl with a, a, a better setting, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, we're moving on to Pokemon Black and White. So Pokemon Black and White was released in March 2011. These games are set in the Unova region, which is based off of New York City. So this is actually the first time that the region wasn't based off a, a region of Japan. Um, so that's kind of cool. I think that definitely translates to the, the, the feel of the game um, and also the look of the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. uh, hugely inspired by North America, in my opinion. Um, adds 156 Pokemon. So this there's actually more Pokemon from Black and White than there are any other generation. Um, I feel like that's sort of... <laughs> it's That feels kind of wrong, actually, looking at that. Um, but no, I think that's right. No, I think it's correct, but it, it just no, feels, it feels wrong. emotionally wrong. <laughs> uh, so I feel like this wasn't a huge leap forward in terms of mechanics uh, compared to Diamond and Pearl. Like it was very similar in a lot of ways. Um, but the, of one, it did include fully animated battle sprites for the first time, and there were seasons. Uh, what What do you think, Stuart? What was the addition? Hidden abilities. Hidden abilities. Yeah, and it was. Can I take over for a sec? Because yeah, it was, yeah, because I don't really know very much about hidden abilities. To be it honest. was a fucking nightmare. It was a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> the hidden abilities were not available to you in the regular game. You had to transfer your Pokemon into basically transfer your Pokemon into a sub program that you would be able to access them on your computer. And then you played mini games, and eventually you could potentially unlock the hidden ability for that Pokemon. But if you didn't have the way to connect them or have internet or whatever, they were just completely inaccessible. And some of the things involved trading. Oh, it was it was a nightmare. And obviously, as we all know, hidden abilities. Some of them are like it makes or break a it will make or break a Pokemon. Hmm. Um, but it was an interesting mechanic, and I, I I super love that they added it. I just wish they were available through not Dream World. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Yeah. So I'd never got into any of that. Um, but uh, yeah. So the instead of having a third version. Uh, as we got in the previous four generations. These games actually got direct sequels in Black and White 2. Now, I never played Black and White 2. I think Alex has, so maybe he can tell us a little no, bit about it. Oh, I you did? Not much, no. Okay. 
Uh, well, okay. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna kick it to Alex. I know you really, really love these games, and you've so al- you've always been a you've always been a champion of these games. Um, yeah, a lot of you, I know a lot of the rest of the group aren't really big fans of this this game. For me, I don't know. Up to this point, the Pokemon games have all felt tied to each other, right? They've all felt interconnected. There was a ton of remakes right before this, and even in diamond and pearl there's a lot of older pokemon and evolutions of older pokemon and in this pokedex i believe there's no older pokemon at the beginning right it's a complete new pokedex yep self-contained and that's what i liked about this game it felt like its own world its own little adventure within the pokemon world which i really liked it had a very i felt balanced not like competitively but in terms of like types and style and what kind of pokemon you'd want to meet through your adventure and I also really liked Zekrom and Reshiram. Um, I liked all the legendaries. I don't know. For, and I guess really from Heart Gold, Soul Silver on, I felt like we kind of hit kind of the peak of what Pokemon was, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The 2D version of Pokemon, which I think is the best Pokemon. Um, this is it. So from and and I I just loved it. I like the vibe. I like the locations. I love the seasons. Um, it had a, some a lot of Pokemon I really liked. Um, Sawsbuck is really cool. I loved Oshawa and Samurai. I know a lot of people aren't really big fans of them, but that was my starter by the way. Oshawa. I started with White. Um, yeah, I love them. And not I mean I won't, we won't go into it too deep, but obviously with these games came their cards, and our group again got real hard. <laughs> into uh into pokemon real yeah. hard yeah well, specific hard. i mean <laughs> it, it is what it is i mean hey it was it was a lot we we spent a lot of money a lot of time on pokemon cards randomly um yeah. yeah no great games just great games there's some weird stuff obviously with like the the white forest and black city or whatever they were called like those little areas it was weird but like overall great games cool story with n um and team plasma yeah, I just I just really like these games. I I just really like the vibe. Where'd you rate it? I rated it fifth. Okay, decent, decent. And did you pick black or white? White. Okay. Uh, Stuart. White. So this comes in at number nine for me. Ooh, wow. It was hard, and it's hard because I I really don't hate the game, but there were just bits and pieces of other games stood out more to me. Um, the the actual story. I, I didn't love it that much. I didn't like Black City, White Tower, whatever the fuck they're called. Wasn't into those. Um, didn't like the fact that you weren't able to get the Dream World abilities. Um, but what I do, re- like the Pokedex here is like, really love the Pokedex. It has it has two of the worst Pokemon that exist. but Oh, definitely. Uh, it, it's like super strong. Excadrill, Seismitoad, yeah. uh, Scoliopede, <laughs> Darmanitan... Um, yeah, man. What else? Zorark is sort of cool, a little cringy. Um, Why is he cringy? So, uh, he just he's been in the he was in the anime. I feel like in some of the movies. <laughs> um, and like Ferrothorn, one of my absolute favorite Pokemon. Chandler, super strong Pokedex, and all the all the legendaries are awesome in this one. Um, and pretty useful in battle. Some of them like are super, still super high tier. Um, but yeah, just the story really, eh, I didn't, didn't enjoy playing it as much, but breeding and, and using some of the Pokemon later on, I, you know, it's, it's got my respect for sure. I think this is the, 
out of the more recent games since Pearl, I probably played this one the least. I think I just beat the game and then ended it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I chose who did I choose for this? Uh, Tepig. Cool. Not not that um, much, but you know. Yeah. So for Pokemon Black and White, I chose. As my starter, I chose Oshawott, and I regret it because I absolutely hate Samurott, and I picked Pokemon Black. Damn. Sorry, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, so I think I feel like this is the first Pokemon game for me that I wasn't in love with, or and I wasn't obsessed with it for sure uh, when I first played it. Um, It's weird. I can't really put a finger on exactly why I didn't like it. And if I had to guess the reason, it was because this game came out literally like one year, almost to the day after Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And I mentioned I put 200 hours into that game off the back of 300 hours in Diamond and Pearl. So I think at this point, it really just was I was burnt out a bit on the series. Uh, 500 hours into the previous two games over the the, the previous few years. Um, and this game just being so similar in style to Diamond Pearl. Maybe not style, but in gameplay and, you know, just the graphics were of a similar quality. Um, it just felt like I wasn't really seeing too much new here. And, you know, I say that despite, yes, there's 156 brand new Pokemon. You can't even catch other Pokemon from outside that until the post game, I believe. I think so. Yeah, um, I believe so. So, yeah, I don't really know why I didn't love this at the time. I think it was just the point in my life that I was at. Um but looking back, I kind of have more respect for it. It's actually one of the games I would like to go back and play again because I feel like I would like it more the second time around. Uh, this kind of was like the end of an era for Pokemon. Uh, end of the 2D era. I think what we got afterwards is definitely a, a different feeling of, for Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Alex, you mentioned we got really, we for some reason got back into Pokemon cards during the black and white generation. God damn. I feel like I have more love for this Pokedex because of those cards than I do for the actual game. Um, I feel like actually the fact that it's ranked so high up on my list is in large part due to just me knowing those Pokemon more through the cards and whatnot. Um, Because, yeah, I didn't really love this game at the time, but thinking back, I can't really say too much bad about it. I ranked it seventh for me overall. Um and I think I have more mixed feelings on the games that came out after this, uh, for sure. Um, but Black and White was really good. Like I said, end of an era. And uh, I think at the time I wanted something new. And then I got something new and I wish I could have Black and White back. <laughs> um, and that something new we got was Pokemon X and Y. This was released in October 2013. Set in the Kalos region, which is heavily inspired by France and Europe as a whole, adds only 72 Pokemon, so a pretty uh, small number there. Um, this game is uh, the first one that really featured fully 3D polygonal graphics. Um, so that was kind of a huge jump for the series in that respect. Also added Fairy-type Pokemon. Beautiful. And something I'm really not a big fan of, which is the Mega Evolution battle mechanic. Um, it's too bad. So it's a loss for you. I feel like, Stuart, this is high up on your list. I'm going to let you start with this. So what version did you pick, and who was your starter? I picked X, chose Chespin. Uh, the starters, 
Hate them all. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Greninja's sort of cool, but it, he only became interested in me once I realized how good Protean was. Um, yeah, when when the game was announced and they started releasing like uh, you know little screenshots of the Pokedex or who was going to be in it, I was very underwhelmed, uh, but it grew on me, grew on me, um, and it must have grown on me a lot because I have 482 hours in this game, and it <laughs> does not count when your when your DS is closed, doesn't count it. It is all played, baby. Um, this was great. Mega Evolutions. I oh my god, I miss them so much. Love Mega Evolutions. Love the change. It like their abilities change, their stats change. Magical, magical. You didn't have to worry about choice scarves and shit. Um, <laughs> I really, I loved it, and I, I made, I made so many teams. Um, the story wasn't super big for me, but I enjoyed the mechanics and battling and breeding in this and most of the Pokemon so much that I could look past it. Um, the Friend Safari was introduced here. Really enjoy the Friend Safari because I think I ended up getting like 30 shinies. Probably 30 shinies this generation. Um, and legitimate, not earned in the same way that they were in, in previous generations, but still. Shiny Metagross is a Shiny Metagross. Um, and hidden abilities were very easily accessible this generation. So making that team with the Pokemon that you need, with the abilities you need, was which so much easier. Um, but yeah, Fairy type was awesome. Really loved how that affected dragons. Because fuck dragons. Um, yeah, great game. Fantastic game. I don't know. I don't know how you hate Mega, Mega Evolution so much. There was uh, for just, me, it's really. It's the design. I, I like gameplay wise. It, it is what it is. But I, I just feel like leave those leave those original one fifty one alone. Like I feel like they just ruined ruined some of them. With those, uh, I mean, designs. some of them are not like some of them are not great. Um, but Mega it wasn't. What well, <laughs> Gengar is ridiculous. He's better than Gigantamax Gengar. But, um, but yeah, I love this game. I placed it number two. Um, quite it, high yeah, just great just great i mean i just couldn't place it any lower because i put so much time into it like i spent so 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 much time um so basically what you're saying is you hate your friends hate my friends hate them with a passion because <laughs> i feel like our group definitely was not this was the first one where we were totally not on the same page all of us no i think the only the only one i really played this one in person with the only battle i battled a friend with his Alex, I went to went to your apartment and we, uh, yeah, I think we cloned some Pokemon and and battled. Who won? Alex. <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, this is probably before I dropped. Uh, you know, more most hope of so. the time. I would hope so. But Al, Al, he's got that skill, anyways. That's true. But yeah, it was uh, it was great. What what did you think, Alex? Um, okay, so I, I did really like this game. It's low on my list, but that's honestly because Pokemon games are all really good. Um, I started with X, or I did X, and I started with Froakie, who I really like. But this is a weird nerd thing, but this is the first game where I like, didn't really connect with the starter. I don't know about you, but they're normally like... 100% agree with you, bud. They're like your ace when you're playing through normally, where it's like, okay, I'll level up my other guys, send these other guys first I'm working on. But if shit ever hits the fan, you send out your starter to clean up. And for me, I think it was, I don't know what route, one of the early routes, I caught a Pancham 
on my first like one of the first encounters there and i caught him and he was like my my ace for this game okay. pangoro really weird pangoro. Um, yep. but i mean he became one of my favorite pokemon i love pangoro but this game was good um it was different it, it allowed trainer customization which i think was one of the big things for this like a fashion-based uh uh continent or whatever it uh competitively i really liked it i love megas it's megas are pretty much the super saiyan of pokemon right like it's like that hype mid battle power up that changes their form and makes them pretty op um and yeah i bred a team with and fought against stewart but then yeah, as he kind of stated i stopped i bred one team did a bunch of the end game stuff stopped stewart kept going I think was this right before you got into WoW? Is that why this was right before that? Probably right before I got into yeah, yeah. I would imagine time. Uh, what was he? What year? Twenty thirteen. About that, yeah. Because we were at NSCC when this, when you were still grinding hard. Yep. And Ugh. it was, I think, the second year of NSCC when you switched and started grinding WoW hard. Should've so just, I think should have just stayed with Pokemon. Yeah, um, but I actually remember well, having a, an interaction with you guys regarding Pokemon X and Y when I was also at NSCC. Really? In the, yeah, in the foyer or something. There was some something about Pokemon X and Y. I think we had we, our, we all had our 3DSs probably. We were, um, I remember we would check as it was coming out, I'm looking at all the leaks and stuff. We were in like the study rooms looking through them. I was like, there's no way the Froakie turns into that thing. It's Greninja. Turned into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. It's okay. The anime got pretty cool from what, it, from the bit I seen. It was cool. It, I agree that the the prime of Pokemon was in two D. It it brought us into three D with a strong start. I think. I don't. Uh, we have different ideas for what the what's happened recently with Pokemon, but I don't know. It was okay. It was good. Yuck! Right on. Pokemon X and Y for me. This, I I don't have great feelings about this game. Um. I don't like the way this game looks. There's something about specifically the overworld. It feels smaller than the 2D games. Mm. It, it just feels smaller when it should be feeling bigger. And the animations are just really kind of low res. They just look bad, in my opinion, especially if you look back at them now. I don't think they look good at all. Um, and maybe that's just 3DS games. Maybe this is they don't look that great in general. Um, but I think, you know, if you look at Sun and Moon, like a lot better looking. Um, the actual battle animations, I thought they did a really good job in. Uh, so battle looked great. Uh, the designs were clean and crisp. And I felt like it, it was it was good in that way. Like I remember being very impressed with the battling. Uh, but again, the overworld just wasn't doing it for me. Um, I do like Greninja, and I chose uh, I chose Froki as my starter. Um, I, I picked Pokemon Y uh, starting off. Um, you know, I I think this is the first game I actually put down, and then came back to it later and sort of forced myself through beating it. Um, so I didn't really like it when I played it enough to even beat it, which is the first time that it happened. And then when I went back, I think it would have been in twenty, God, I don't know, 2015, 2016, I went back and and finish it and it was it felt like a chore to me i just literally pushed myself through it because i'm like i i've beaten every pokemon game i gotta beat this one but after i beat the elite four 
did not touch the post game, just put it down and was just glad to be done with it. Um, uh, so I don't really know exactly what it is about this game. Again, I said, I don't like the mega evolutions and that's mainly, I just don't like their designs. Um, so yeah, this game is ranked 11th for me. This is the bottom of the fucking pile. And I would say Hi. this and only one other game, I would actually consider bad games. Wow. I, well, maybe not bad games, but bad Pokemon games um, for me. So I have like the literal opposite outlook uh, of Stuart in terms of how I feel about X and Y. So yeah, it'll be interesting to get into that later when we're doing our collective ranking. But anyways, so we're going to move on to the next release, which was Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So these were released in November 2014, so roughly a year after X and Y. Um, these were enhanced remakes of Ruby and Sapphire using essentially the X and Y engine. So these games are very similar to X and Y in the look and feel. Um, and I, I'm just going to hop right into this one because I don't have a lot more to say. Um, different from the last one. This is ranked 10th for me. Um, it's, a, it's not as good as the original Ruby and Sapphire and... Basically, all the same criticisms I have at X and Y apply to this game, and it's only ranked slightly higher because I enjoy the setting more. Uh, I think Hoenn is just fundamentally much better than Kalos. Um, but other than that, yeah, very similar feelings to X and Y for me with uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So I'm going to kick it over to Stuart. Uh, yeah, I rated this one as 8, actually. Um, it doesn't hold up to the, the original at all, I find. Um, it, uh, it looks, yeah, I, the animation in comparison to the original, I guess I played this in a different mind space because I was probably a little burnt out from, um, X and Y. I still put a lot of time into this game, like probably over a hundred hours. Um, but I didn't go as crazy cause I just transferred a lot of my competitive Pokemon up to this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I still like the mega evolutions. Uh, some of them look stupid, but enjoyable like mega swampert what a fucking unit jesus um i will say the um what are they called the primal versions of grodon and yeah. kyogre and rayquaza they were cool rayquaza is technically a mega um <laughs> which is fucking nuts i mm -hmm. like that's in my notes here rayquaza became like it would crush anything. He didn't require a megastone. You say throw a, a like a choice item on him, and oh, oh, oh. oh my god, destruction! <laughs> it, 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 it was all you saw in competitive, like all you saw online. It was the only thing, just Rayquaza crushing teams. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it was a game. Uh, I think I'm not sure if this introduced it or X and Y, but hordes. I used hordes to do a lot of EV training in this. Mm -hmm. So you would battle five Pokemon. And if you got it down to one Pokemon, you could catch it. Otherwise, you just kill them all. But if you, you know, you'd, you could get your uh, your EV training done five times faster, basically, with those. You also did run the chance of knocking out a shiny Pokemon at this point. So it was a little stressful in that regard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Alex? I rank, I started with Ruby, Omega Ruby. Um, I ranked this 11th and I don't know. I, it was just super forgettable. I yeah. love Trico. He's one of my favorite Pokemon. I love Mega Sceptile. I think he's awesome. Um, 
getting to use all these different megas and stuff was cool but it just i don't know i don't it doesn't even feel as memorable as the originals to me like the i don't even remember the zones like i don't re- remember anything about this game like in terms of like the areas the characters what you see i remember my pokemon and that's that's kind of it um it's yeah it's my least right now it's it's at the bottom of the barrel for pokemon for me it just felt like they took the x and y engine tried to adapt it and it just I, it kind of lost its soul i guess i don't know it just didn't feel good to me mm-hmm. at all fair did you did you say what you ranked x and y alex uh maybe not i ranked x and y ninth okay so they're close to the bottom but it's still decent right on all right. Yeah, there's a oh, sorry. there's a large gap between these games. Just just to make that clear, I feel like though we have them in a ranking order, I'm sure within our personal rankings there could actually be wide margins between these different yeah. groups of games. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is at the bottom for me for sure. Yeah, for me it goes like there's like a a top four which I hold in very high regard. Then there's like the middle pack, which I'm kind of like honestly on a different day the 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 order might honestly be different. Yeah. But then, like the bottom three for me are pretty, pretty locked in. Bottom two, particularly. Bottom three, we have the same bottom three, Jeremy. Yeah, we have the same top three as well, Alex. Just different order. Yeah, that's uh, funny. And then Stewart's the fucking wild card. Wild, <laughs> uh, So moving on to Pokemon Sun and Moon. This was released in November 2016. So this is the second 3DS entry of the Pokemon series. Um, so this is set in the Alolan region, which is based off the Hawaiian Islands. Um, 81 new Pokemon this time, so slightly more than X and Y. Um, there were enhanced versions of Sun and Moon that were released as Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So we got two extra versions this time, which a lot of people were not impressed by. But I feel like they still sold incredibly well, <laughs> um, as all Pokemon games do. Um, so I'm going to start with Alex Tanner on this one. I know you are a big, big fan of Sun and Moon. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I love Sun and Moon. I think it's one of the best games. Like I, uh, it, I ranked it. What did I rank it here? Fourth. Um, but I put it up there with Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and the originals. Like I think this is, I think this is the best 3DS Pokemon game easily. I agree. Um, I agree to that the environments the music the atmosphere the pokemon designs um changing up the mechanics with the um God, what are they called the what you mean like changing the the gyms into the challenges yes to the, the what are they called i think it's island challenge kahunas no? or whatever yeah. island yeah challenge. yeah kahunas or whatever the heck they're called i don't know um I loved it. I thought it was great. The characters were all very memorable to me. Um, Professor Kukui or whatever, all the gym leaders. I, I love this game. This I started with uh, Rowlet, who I, I really like Rowlet. I really like Decidueye, but I, I'm also a big fan of Litten and uh, Incineroar. Great. I just, I thought it was a fantastic game. Like there's not the, the what are the Z crystals or whatever? I thought that was cool too. Um, it wasn't as ridiculous as the like as I guess game changing as the Magas. I'm sure it was competitively, but it didn't feel as crazy. And and definitely sorry, Mag- Magas were they were still in Gen Seven too, right? Yes, I believe they so. did yeah. remove Magas completely. 
No, you could you could you could get them. I think they were mostly like they were late game or like post game. Yes. You could get them though. Yeah, I think it was post game. Exactly. Um, and I think that competitively too, it was a great time for Pokemon with the Z crystals and Megas. It added a lot more to the games, mm-hmm. the the competitive scene. Um, no, I th- I think they're fantastic games. Some of the best Pokemon games ever made, in my opinion. Very interesting, Alex. Very interesting, um, Stuart. I don't feel like you don't feel quite as fond about these games. Uh, I'm of the story in the game I enjoyed and a lot of the mechanics of like, like you said, the gyms and stuff I liked. I liked the Tapu Cocos and and some of that, but it just sort of, I don't know. I really like for me, the the Pokedex in this one is super lackluster. Wow, see, I disagree like, so much. I there now there are some hitters. There are some hitters in this deck, but I like from the beginning to the end, like I'm scrolling through it now. Just like disappointment generally is what I feel with a lot of them. Wow. Um I don't like the Ultra Beasts. I'm not into them. Non Pokemon Pokemon. Um Z moves, like Z crystal Z moves. It, it it felt like just something that they were like, we can easily package this and turn this into a toy. Um, and I felt like there was more depth to Mega Evolutions in terms of gameplay. And not even, I felt like there is more depth to a Mega Evolution. Um, the starters, like, no love for the starters at all. Oh my God, really? Yeah, no love. No oh love. my no, no, Okay, I should say no love for... Every starter except for Rowlet. I don't like Decidueye, but I do like Rowlet. Oh. Um, yeah, the regional forms, Alolan, Raichu is cool. Like, they were okay. Mm-hmm. I wish there were more. Um, but in general, yeah, it's it's falls a little lower on my list, but I, I did enjoy the story. Like, it's a good game, and I put I put a lot of time into it. Um, but it uh, the Pokemon really, really killed it for me. Um, so See, I rank it six. On mine, oh, so still so pretty high, still pretty. Yeah, little. yeah, no, I think it, 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 like I talk a lot of shit, but like it's, it's a good game, and it probably is one of the better games in the, uh, in the generation or like for the the 3ds. It just, oh, I just, I don't know the 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 Pokemon like the Pokemon selection really does affect how, what I think of the game, and it was just not what I was feeling. But yeah, it, it's above. <laughs> black and white and alpha sapphire it's above yellow um but yeah it's out of the good games i think it's one of the lower ones for me even as a game outside of pokemon like it's just such a jolly game the pokemon all make sense for the region like they're all kind of cartoony kind of happy looking or like at least kind of outrageous just, and cartoony a lot of them like, feel lazy they feel lazy the designs feel super lazy oh um, right. so i agree that the jolly feeling of the game is there and that's why it, it is like still high on my list because like the the style of the game i did get but a lot of the the pokemon i'm just like like so many of them wow they just a lot of them don't feel like pokemon and now like now looking back and play i've used them so much in different games and seen them obviously they're pokemon clearly but uh yeah i don't know just wasn't wasn't for me what do you think jeremy yeah, so Sun and Moon, this felt like a breath of fresh air for me, honestly. Like, just the, the 
the setting is so different from every other Pokemon game. I really, really like the the new Pokemon they added. So there's only 81, but I feel like there's but when you you know you add in the Alolan uh, regional variants as well, you have a lot of variety with the actual Alolan Pokemon. And like I said, you know, uh, I'm a Gen Oneer, as is Alex, as Stuart likes to call us. So seeing these different versions of the originals, I really like that. That appealed to to me and my nostalgia big time because um, I didn't feel like they were ruining these Pokemon like what Mega Evolutions did. Um, I felt like these were just cool, like a, a, a different take on something I already love, and it also really just makes sense. It makes sense that there would be regional differences in Pokemon. Like if you look at animals, like there's so many differences so like it just honestly just made a lot of sense to me i agree um the ultra beasts i thought were cool they're like these weird eldritch fucking creatures from a different dimension yeah they're not exactly pokemon but again it was just variety it was something new like pokemon sun and moon they took a lot of i don't want to say risks but for a series that is pretty steeped in its traditions this one definitely tried to switch it up and i like that and it was like a good palate cleanse, I think. Um, the actual overworld, I mentioned how I hated X and Y. This actually seemed right. It actually looked good. Um, it's The world still, I would say, feels smaller than some of the older games. Um, and it feels a lot more linear, honestly, in some ways. Um, but the actual look of this game was spot on, and it was very sort of uniform, like, uh, between battles and the overworld for me. Like, I it fit for me um really enjoyed just going through this game and i i, I actually but that, that being said i haven't touched the post game for this one either um so i should probably get back to that at some point um but yeah i thought sun and moon was really good and it's definitely the best 3ds pokemon uh i picked moon and my starter was rowlet first grass starter i've ever used in a pokemon game uh, wow. i'm almost always water uh in gen 2 i picked cyndaquil but in the remake of gold and silver i picked totodile so so yeah i'm i'm generally water and this is the first grass dude because i was not picking what was the what was the water starter for this game no fucking way i was using that thing like, no fucking oh, way. Oh, God. It was horrible. Sobble? Sobble. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That's Sword and oh, Shield. You're yeah. Sorry. You're talking about Sun and Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually love Sobble, and I'll, t- I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, uh, I'm ranked Sword and Shield 10th. I don't know if I said that. I ranked it 10th. Okay. So it's second, second last for me. I ranked uh, Sun and Moon 8th. But I would say it's not a bad 8th. It's like mm. pretty high. Yeah. It's a good 8. Yeah. All right. Moving on. To the most recent release, Pokemon Sword and Shield. So this was released just last year in November of 2019. Um, it's set in the Galar region, which is inspired by Great Britain. There is 87 new Pokemon as well as more regional variants this time around uh, from outside of Gen 1 even. Um, and Galarian forms of Pokemon. Um, so yeah, let's start with Alex. How do you feel about Pokemon Sword and Shield? Okay, I yeah I probably I think I'm on the other side of you guys on this one. This was I'm not a huge fan of Sword and Shield. 
Um, it feels very incomplete to me. Currently, this is before the DLC comes out, and hopefully they bring it together for me, but I don't know. Like it, The graphic style, I'm not a huge fan of. The engine, I think, just feels... It feels just low quality to me. It's weird. Um, I like some of the new Pokemon. Corviknight is probably top tier Pokemon design. Like I think he's one of the best Pokemon designs ever. I think Corviknight is sick. But other than that... What about Appleton? Appleton is actually really cool too. I like <laughs> Appleton. That goofy dragon. He's cool too. But there, there's the odd Pokemon. But like this is the first gen where the starters, I don't like any of them. Like I Agreed, agreed not one it's so weird to me and for a game that's all about like royalty and britain it's like there are so they miss so many opportunities for royal based pokemon like it just feel it i don't know the pokedex doesn't feel complete to me it, it feels like they just missed the mark and i again maybe it was to sell dlc like some of these new pokemon do look really cool um but yeah, just not for me. The, the one thing, the one big thing for this game is I think they did gym leaders really well. The gym leaders were memorable. And I feel like with the, the Twilight Wing shorts and stuff, uh, like B or whatever, and Nessa and all these other characters are getting like some spotlight. Leon or whatever his name is, the champion, he's really cool. Like I feel like they did do a good job with the characters in this game. But other than that, I don't know. It's not that the characters in Corviknight, <laughs> that's it so who'd you choose my starter was uh score bunny also not a fan of uh dynamax gigamac whatever the heck they're called not i don't really like it but yeah i started with score bunny got cinderace i love him for uh, winning me that uh, card tournament <laughs> a couple months ago yep. fucking yep. i but... hate him for it <laughs> galarian fucking per, uh persian bud didn't stand a chance <laughs> okay sorry yeah i rank I ranked it 10th, just to make that clear. I ranked Sword and Shield 10th. Perfect. And second last. And Stuart, uh, what are your thoughts on Pokemon Sword and Shield? It's such a mixed bag. Um, I really hated this game before it came out. A lot of, like, it got rid of the national decks. Um, Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing is lame as fuck. Um, A lot of things, the starters are all the worst. They're the worst starters. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Inteleon, maybe. And if Rillaboom didn't have a drum all the time, maybe. But Cinderace? Um, yeah, terrible starters. But he's a soccer yeah. player. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> just it looks like shit. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the English... Um, the fact that it was said in England or like a Pokemon England was like an afterthought. Um in terms of storytelling in a lot of ways it was more like a a sports themed one i guess like they really wanted to hit it it was sports yeah i would say they leaned more into the sports and like the punk aspect yeah 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 and it did i I personally that that appeals to me but yeah it didn't feel very english and so before going in i I really thought i was going to hate the game um the graphics did look like a lot of the sprites are literally taken from the last gen, um, given a little tiny scrubbing and, and put in, like, and even animations. Um, so it's not all brand new, which was sort of what was assumed, maybe hinted at, but 
wasn't the case. Uh, but but after playing it, I, I've dropped cl- probably close to two hundred hours. Holy shit! Um, yeah, <laughs> I've played I played so a lot after, of this game. After saying all that, I still I played yeah. two hundred hours. It it Which I is, rank it fourth, dude. That's it's fourth wow. in my rankings, and I think wow. after three for me, it's it, a lot of it changes day to day, and because I'm still playing Sword and Shield, like currently making a monotype team. Wow. Like after I'm done this, probably gonna finish it up. Wow. Um. It's it's definitely higher. A lot of this Pokedex I I like though. Uh, it, it grew on me. The Gigantamaxing and the raids and all that stuff. I I had fun. I played with a couple friends. Um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. The story is so so. Uh, I do like the characters though, as Alex said. Um, the dogs are pretty cool. They are actually. I missed that. The, the legendaries are sick. Yeah. The the attorney attorney Eternatus. I don't know. Fuck. Eternatus. Yeah. Name. He's uh, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. But the dogs are super cool. Yeah, and just the Pokemon. I like the Pokemon. Some of the game mechanics. Um, the fact that it's introducing DLC and not a second version. You can get both DLCs for like thirty bucks. Um, yeah, that's good. I haven't. I, I've made probably twenty or thirty competitive, like six to five to six IV max Pokemon. Haven't EV trained a single one. Um, because of watts and all this other stuff you can just buy them but yeah it, it, there's a lot of quality of life changes and it connects to home i i don't know i uh i i do enjoy it it's definitely it wouldn't be at four all the time um but while i'm playing it it, it probably is the dynamaxing is really a step backwards i would have loved if they introduced megas again but i don't think we'll ever see them uh and the galarian forms are pretty cool i like them weird in some ways but cool Stuart, my friend, you're a fucking enigma, buddy. That's why I love you. Yep. <laughs> Throw you through a fucking loop, don't I? You didn't. You weren't expecting number four, were you? <sighs> no, I wasn't. Even though I actually looked at it earlier, and I I know that as your number four, but it's still it's surpri- because it's, still surprising. I talked so much shit. I talked so much shit about the game when it originally when it came out and before beforehand, but yeah. Um, I just I think I love Pokemon enough that any one of these games, with the exception of maybe Alpha Sapphire, if I was playing it at the time, would be like number four or five or maybe even three depending on what one was yeah just because when i'm in the midst of it it's fucking it's beautiful yeah um so sword and shield i don't really have any problems with these games i find them enjoyable um very like very very close it was very very tough to pick between sun and moon and sword and shield for me um and i guess the reason i i ultimately chose sun and moon is just because it, it felt like Alex said, it felt a little bit more original. And I do agree with what you said, Alex. Like, there feel like there is something a little bit off about Sword and Shield. And I kind of... There's a bunch of shit off about it. Yeah, yeah. But there's something that I can't quite place my finger on that is off about this game. That being said, I, I really kind of like it. And that's the main reason is that they stripped away all the extra bullshit that I hate from Pokemon games. Uh, this really started to get... I mean, crazy in like Gen four, five, six. You know, you, you think of Pokepelago and uh, Pokemon Ami and all these like weird beauty contests and stuff like that. Like, we never really talked about most of that stuff in the games, but this is sort of extra shit that I never really enjoyed or cared for. And I feel like there's basically none of that in Sword and Shield. It's very, Just the raids. it's very much, yeah. But raids, even that, it's still battling, right? True. This game true. is very focused on battling and catching, battling and catching. And I like that because that's all I want. That's why I love red and blue. 
there's not any extra True. shit. Um, so that's a huge positive for Sword and Shield. I like most of the the Galar Pokemon, the regional the regional variants. Also, I uh, can't really complain. Um, there being no national decks doesn't bother me. I it's it honestly it's too overwhelming anyways to have like a thousand Pokemon to catch. Um, I think they'll probably add a lot of these a lot of them back in with the um, DLCs. Um, this podcast should actually go live a couple days before the uh, what is it the uh, Isle of Armor comes out. Yep. Yeah. And I much prefer... On the 19th? Yeah. So this podcast should be going live on the Monday before that. Um, And I really like that these are going to be DLCs instead of like a third game where you have to play through the entire game and then get to... Just to get through the new content, which is normally post-game anyways. So this is going to be much more cost-effective and just easier to jump into. Um, so I'm sure that's going to be the the normal uh, going forward. Um, See, that's so funny because I have a different take. Okay. The fact that the king is included in DLC indicates to me that this isn't the second game. This was supposed to be in the original game. They're just p- making us pay twice for what should have been in the original. In the first, yeah. in the and and copy. that could very well be. But I feel like they've always been making us pay twice, anyways. This is just a different. They're just serving it to us in a different way. Well, it's only I twice guess. as of now. You guys, there could be there could be a third DLC out there, and I'm willing to bet there is. And if there is, probably that would be actually original content. True, but I imagine that this stuff is was actually could have been in the original game. Yeah, no, that no, and they just I, I don't disagree with that. Like, I'm not really sure what was going on behind the scenes, but. Um, yeah, I don't think there was really any good reason for there to be less Pokemon, really, other than I think they do they do want to, like... Obviously, they want to make more money, and they can release DLCs. But that being said, like, I do prefer it being in a DLC versus a third version that I never played. Like, I have I played Yellow and Crystal, and I love those games, but after that, I never bought the third version. Because I just never really had the want to go through the same game again. So, at least... They are really... Oops, sorry. Oh, no. What are you going to say? I was going to say they are high, like behind the DLC. Not only is there a new story, a new Pokemon, but the returning Pokemon, which may you might be able to get access to without the DLC, but I doubt it. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of returning Pokemon. Well, yeah, like you're missing. If you don't get it, you're missing out on like the Nitto Queen King yeah. evolution line, Agron, um, Metagross and Garchomp. And then basically the legendary birds, legendary dogs, Reggie's, Latios, Rayquan, and, like and all the good new Pokemon. new Reggie's and new uh, yeah new forms of uh, those legendary birds and stuff like that's really cool. So I'm actually really looking forward to the DLC. I think it might it, the DLC could very well improve this game, and it probably will improve this game. Um, hopefully, I hope so. it, hopefully it'll prove it for improve it for Alex a little bit because uh, Alex, you love Pokemon, and I feel like <laughs> that can't be denied. So. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully you'll be impressed with the new DLC. I'm yeah, hoping. Hopefully. I'm hoping that this leads to like the next game in the series. I, I don't think we'll get anything like the national decks, but I hope the quality will be there. Whereas this does, in some places, feel like it's it's unfinished, mm-hmm. or feel a little goofy in some places, or too linear, even though you're in a big open area. Um, and and as you're saying, maybe that's just because this is the first like 
Pokemon game on Switch. They had to build the assets and blah, blah, blah. So maybe that's why this feels so oh, bare bones. It's inexcusable. Go- yeah. So well, one other... Like, in terms of... Sorry? No, no, sorry. Continue. I just think, like, you're 100% right, Alex, and you're feeling like... Like, the, the, the way the game was released, I feel like they, they can't be saying... Oh, we didn't have enough time, blah, blah, blah. Like, the, the sprites are reused. A lot of assets are probably reused. And, like, they didn't make a new game. The concept is already there. Um, so hopefully this does lead to... And the reception they got back, even though I think this is, like, the highest-selling game of all time. Yeah. Or highest-selling Pokemon of all time. Hopefully they are like, okay, so maybe we got a little bit of flack. Maybe we're going to, you know, pay attention. So I want to say a couple things right quick. The open-world areas... Who gives a shit? I don't care. I wish... Give me a complete open world game or don't give me an open world game at all, in my opinion. Don't have it sectioned were, off into this 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 like one area or one or yeah, two I areas. Yeah, I think it, it was poorly done. Poorly done. I think yeah. we'll, we'll see what it's like in Isle of Armor and the other one, but I think open world or similar style to what they gave us where there is like more of an objective and... You can get to a couple different places and there's some more exploration mm-hmm. instead of just like realistically all you got to do is go straight and then go straight yeah. that's all you do in it um See. but if it's a little more explorative exploratory um i think yeah i definitely executed incorrectly but i think this will maybe open up a lot of options for us in the next game i also want to say like i wish game freak or nintendo or whatever would have the balls to Give us a fucking rotating camera in one of these Pokemon games, because it's it yeah. hasn't really felt fully 3D yet. It, it is, but until you can rotate that camera, it feels like it's a half-assed 3D Pokemon game. You're looking you're looking at load times though, because yeah. if you rotate yeah. that camera right now, there's unfinished textures. I know, or but empty that's boxes. the thing. It's like this is it's 20 it's 2020 now. Like, come on, the, oh, the next Pokemon game, you gotta you gotta step it up a little bit, like. I think in, in those areas. Um, See, I didn't even think of them as open world at all. It felt like the individual routes felt smaller and more linear. Mm. And it feels like they just took the exploration that you would do on all the normal routes and group, cut it off the, them and put it into one big area where you can just be like, oh, okay, you can explore. There's higher level Pokemon. and But like, there's not that many zones. It's not that big. Yeah. It's just a big map. Yeah, I know. That's why uh, that's what I was saying. Like, it's... It, it, is technically an open world it's like an open world route it just feels yeah weird compared to the rest of the game um, i do like that you can see pokemon though yeah that's okay it's, it's not i actually thought i wouldn't like that but i that's fine um i like it i wish i wish it was uh you didn't play let's go did you oh so that was gonna be my next question um well, actually, first, I want to say, I'm not sure if any of us said what version we picked or what our starter was. So I picked Pokemon Sword. And my That's starter my st- my starter was uh, Sobble. It's a little sad, sad boy. And you picked Shield, Stuart? I picked Shield and I picked Sobble. And as soon as I caught my first Pokemon, I released Sobble. Oh, my God. Oh my God. He's so sad, man. How could you do I that? give a fuck poor little guy he probably fucking killed himself a little later he hopefully got crushed someone stepped on him his eyes blew out of his head um (laughs) because the starters again put some time into this it's an okay game starters are 
fucking trash. Inteleon, yeah. he does hold it together. Like, out of all the fully evolved guys, I he is definitely better. For sure. Um, and maybe releasing Sobble was a little... A little intense. Um, but I couldn't get access to his hidden ability at that point, so it didn't really matter. You and your fucking hidden abilities, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Sniper is awesome. Have you seen Sniper? It's gonna... Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Alex, what what did you pick? Um, I had sword and I picked uh, score bunny. Okay. Because there's I don't know there's no one I actually liked. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you being disappointed. Like pre-launch even. Yeah. Score bunny looked the coolest out of the three uh, first stage starters, like basic forms. Like so, I score bunny. Yeah. I really loved cool. Sobble as soon as I laid eyes on him and his second form. Um. And in Talion, when I first saw the leaked scans of him, I was like, oh, no. But he actually <laughs> really grew on me. Like, I actually really like Intellion now. He makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, so, oh, yeah. One final question here. Uh, so this isn't included in our ranking, but what do you guys prefer? Let's go Eevee and Pikachu or Pokemon Sword and Shield? Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> uh, probably Let's Go. Let's go was fun. Let's go like was more fun than I expected it to be. It was a little annoying with some of the catch mechanics. Like the catch mechanics were fucking retarded, actually. But um, I respect it for letting me get my Pokemon Go Pokemon into home. So mm -hmm. thanks. And a good soundtrack. I agree. Uh, yeah. So I've I've. Played Poke I played e uh, Pikachu and Eevee, both versions, up to about Vermilion City. <laughs> uh, strange series of events led me to to do this. Um, <laughs> I uh, will do want to go back and play it. I think the game is way too way too easy, even by Pokemon standards. Like oh, I, crazy. it almost feels like there's no point in even playing it. Yeah, um, I'd kind of ra rather just play Yellow again. But, Until you're trying to catch a hard fucking Pokemon, let me tell you what. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's the challenge that I haven't seen. The challenge actually comes from the catching. Um, what? No, 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 no challenge. Just incredibly low catch rates. Okay, well, yeah. So some sort of arbitra arbitrary challenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I would I would go with Sword and Shield, um, but there is some serious nostalgia uh, that is present in Let's Go. Um, sure. But again, we're not including that in our ranks because I I feel like it's just with the catch mechanics being different, it's just kind of fundamentally it's, it, different. It's, it's in a yep. weird space where it's almost it almost feels like a main entry, but it's still in spin-off territory for me. Same, same, but different. Yeah. All right. So we took a little break here. We kind of discussed our overall list and we combined them together um, to create, you know, a, a group ranking. We were going to have a little debate about, you know, certain games that we'd like to move up or down. But we're all kind of in agreement with this list. Um, as a collective, I think it definitely represents sort of everything we've said already. Um, so there's not really too much argument here, which is kind of nice. Um, uh, I guess that really kind of feeds into the fact that Pokemon, all the games are really kind of similar. And if you kind of like that formula, you're generally going to like most of these games, I think. So maybe that's why there's not too many controversial rankings for us here. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go down the list here. 
This is our collective ranking. In 11th place, we have Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. Coming in at 10th place, Fire Red, Leaf Green. In 9th place, we have Pokemon Sword and Shield. In 8th place, we have Pokemon X and Y. In 7th place, we have Pokemon Black and White. Coming in at 6th place, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Now we're getting to the real cream of the crop here. Top 5. In 5th place, Pokemon Gold and Silver. In 4th place, we have Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. In 3rd place, we have Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Coming at 2nd, the original. The best, in my opinion. Red and blue. But, first, overall, as a collective group rank, we have none other than Heart Gold and Soul Silver coming in as number one. And I honestly can't argue with that. It's probably the best representation of a Pokemon game. Fantastic. Oh my God. It's beautiful. <laughs> you guys, you guys are all beautiful. in agreement with this list. It's a great list. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good list. Pretty good list. I think it's. I think it's fair. Um, me and Alex both had red and blue as number one, but because of the way it's uh, aggregated, uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out in first. And honestly, I don't have a problem with that. Um, so yeah, that was our that was our ranking Pokemon. Now I just want to quickly get into sort of where we see the series going, what we hope for Gen Nine. Um, yeah, so Alex, what are your thoughts on what are your hopes and dreams for the future of Pokemon? Uh, I would love Diamond Pearl remake in some form. I think that'd be great. I want to see at some point return of some kind of secret base, mm. some kind of housing. Um, I don't know. I feel like hopefully with the assets created now with Sword and Shield, they can actually dive deeper into a bigger storyline. Um, We've also seen a shrinking number of original Pokemon um, as kind of the games go on. So it would be nice if we kind of get a, you know, a, a game with a good amount of originals, kind of like black and white. Maybe we just get a self-contained game with its own Pokedex, no older Pokemon in the until post-game. That'd be nice. Yeah, other than that, I don't really know. Yeah, I agree. Um I, I would it's not gonna happen I'd love to see mega evolutions come back or some similar version um I wouldn't I think a, a diamond and pearl remake is like I mean it's gonna happen I just can't imagine it not happening do you do you think um, it's gonna happen oh yeah I'm not so sure man. yes I think we're you gonna get think? I think we're gonna get a let's go too before we get it before we get a diamond and pearl remake. potentially I it may and maybe it won't I hope it happens though because I think that is a game that might transfer over well to the next gen um especially with like the big cities and stuff the but yeah i i'm hopeful towards the future i like the dlc style well i, I mean I, at least i hope i do hasn't come out yet <laughs> but yeah and hopefully hopefully they listen to some of the critics critiques um people have had about the current gen and take it to heart uh Alternatively, though, they realize that they've made the uh, fastest-selling Pokemon of all time and put less effort into it than they did the last generations, and it's just going to become a shit show. (laughs) 
So who knows? Who knows? Uh, what were you, Jerry? I mean, that kind of sums up how I feel. I feel like what I want is not what I'm going to get. So why even hope? Why even hope? Oh, God. I, so, yeah, Damn, like no. I said, I have no problem with Sword and Shield. But I think I'm like this with many games. I'm kind of a purist. I kind of just... I would just love... Gen I would love just red and blue again. <laughs> and that's obviously not going to happen. But, yeah, I would, I would honestly just want to return to 2D, which is obviously not going to happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, a Diamond and Pearl remake would be cool. But if it's just in the Sword and Shield engine, like, it's not going to be as good as Diamond and Pearl, is it? I, you know what? You know what they could do? In the new Dragon Quest game on Switch, can't you revert back to like a 2D style? Yes. Yes, you can. That'd be sick. Now, that would be, be crazy. Great. That would be very That's awesome. actually really awesome, Alex. I, I would, of course, I would love that. If you could just switch between, you know, the 3D version and the 2D version, that would probably make a lot of people happy, I think. It would make me happy. Me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, I, I do think let's go there'll be a johto let's go probably before we get a, a new pokemon game um that'll be disappointing yeah it's, it's hard to say <laughs> i mean it probably would be disappointing <laughs> unfortunately but you know i'll take what i can get at this point yeah anyways pokemon is a great series that you know has you know for our friendship i think very important probably could be the most important game very formative. Um, I agree. Totally. Um, and no matter what happens, I'm sure we'll all be playing the new games day one and we'll be bitching about new Pokemon designs and all that stuff for many years to come, regardless of what happens. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Guaranteed. Oh, thank you, Stuart. Thank you, Jeremy. And, and thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime. Thank you for jo- joining Anytime, me tonight on this lovely evening. I don't know. I haven't haven't gone outside today. I haven't opened the curtains. I don't know what it's doing out there. Don't care to know. The world's on fire, buddy. The world's probably on fire. Um, but anyways, that was our ranking Pokemon episode here on the Joy Circuit Podcast. So thanks for listening. And you can follow us on Instagram now. I think Twitter. You can. Maybe. Twitter as well. Oh, yeah. If you want to listen to this podcast on Spotify or YouTube, uh, give us a follow. Give us a, a subscribe. Uh, give us a like. Give us all that sh- all that shit. Just give it to us. Don't even ask questions. All right, boys. Thanks, folks. It's been great. See you guys.